Hey guys, how you doing? This is JP Saricolia coming to you once again with another episode of Age of Heroes, uh, my podcast. Uh, today I want to talk about uh, something, actually I want to expand on the conversation from yesterday in regards to uh, comic books, you know, in regards to to the industry uh, that we all love and we share. If you're a comic book fan, if you follow me because of comic books, then of course, then you know my love for comics. And also I'm sure that you share the same passion that I have in regards to comic book stories. We grew up in comics, we love comics. You know, comics are extremely important to us. And, uh, and we really want comics to succeed. You know, we, to me, comics growing up were, were extremely uh, a big part of my, uh, you know, my upbringing, were a big part of who I was. My father introduced me to comics. He was the one that uh, gave me the first comics in my life. And uh, I was a kid and I was reading the comics and I fell in love with them. Uh, like many other boys, like you know, many other girls. I grew up with them, loving the stories. And uh, my life was shaped because of it, because many of these heroes uh, were, uh, you know, examples to, to imitate, you know, the decisions they make, the, the, the lives they took, the, the situations that they were involved and how they reacted to things. You know, they give you those examples and, uh, you know, they, they teach you those values that you needed uh, in life. And I think those are great. Uh, and comic books should be about that. And, you know, I want to, I'll talk about something like this in regards to their, their moral position at some point, maybe in another episode. But I want to expand a little bit on, on some of the themes that we, uh, I, you know, we discussed yesterday in regards to, uh, to Marvel and regards to DC as well. Uh, and, uh, in my opinion, um, the question to me, the question came to me and it says, is, is the house of ideas, is Marvel, uh, still that it's still a house of ideas. It's still a place where uh, they, uh, there are fresh ideas that can shape the landscape of comic books or the landscape of uh, entertainment as a whole today. Um, it is a deep question to consider. Uh, and for that, we really need to go back to the numbers. You know, sometimes we can speculate, we can say, we can discuss certain things based on our own uh, opinion or personal view or bias. And sometimes we have to kind of look at the numbers and the facts to really know exactly if really Marvel is the house of ideas. Uh, it's still the house of ideas or not. And uh, we need to look at numbers. And, uh, and I was actually looking at the report of sales from November uh, by Diamond Select, uh, Diamond Toys. Uh, they, they present, or oh, Diamond Distribution, they presented, of course, the sales for, from November. I wanted to compare and see where the number is at. Uh, you know, every year, every month, they, they, they release their report at the end of the month, the following month, so we can see the numbers. And actually, numbers were not as bad. You know, if you really look at you know, this, the, the situation where uh, comic books are today, uh, the average comic book sales or the units are sold, you know, you're looking at over an average of over, I would say around six to seven millions uh, uh, of copies of issues uh, that are sold to comic book stores, uh, you know, pretty much month in and month out, which is a number that you could say, well, it seems like a big number, but you're talking about uh, between 300 and 500 uh, different comic book stories and uh, six to seven million copies worldwide between all the different publishers, Marvel, DC, IDW, uh, Dark Horse. So uh, the number seems to be, you know, okay for what it is now, but you have to put into this into perspective. You know, back in the day, back in the 60s, back in the 50s, you know, uh, a book, a Superman book will in average will sell almost a million copies, just one issue. 
a million copies. And that was just a single comic book story. You know, we you normally have superhero stories. You also have Western comic books, which are very, were very popular back in the day, even more popular than super, the superhero stories. You also have, you know, noir, black and white uh, comic book stories. You, uh, you know, police, detective stories. Uh, you know, then we have horror stories. So there were so many that they were selling millions and millions and millions and millions of copies. Of course, we're looking at a different time and place, a time where entertainment uh, was different, you know, and time where there were no movies or you know the way they are now there was no tv the way there is now so of course people uh kids and and, the, and you know they they find uh comic books as a, a real clean weight of entertainment it was available everywhere so different times of course we cannot really compare that time to this time we're not getting to that place we will not never go back to the same place we were before times have changed and we need to learn to move on that's just something that we have to learn to do but um the, the numbers are seem to be okay of course there's constant drop of numbers you know it means that uh, there's a decline in comic book sales time 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 again uh, after year after year you know we see that decline and that's not going to stop no as is this continue the way they are uh, uh based on the entertainment industry and many factors around it then you know this drop will continue this decline will continue now, um, the, 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 the numbers that I saw, of course, it shows that the average comic book story, you're looking at the highest, uh, the most expensive one was like $7.99. You're talking about Uncanny X-Men number one, uh, another reboot of the, the X-Men, of course. And uh, that was the highest at the high price, which is really a lot of money for just one single issue. That doesn't have much. And, and uh, the average price, you're looking at uh, $4.99, $3.99, which are really high prices for comic books, which also makes it a more uh, niche uh, and expensive, uh, you know, entertainment medium where, you know, not everyone has the money. You know, back in the day, you can pay, you know, like 99 cents for a comic book story. You can still go to the bin, the dollar bin and get some comic book stories. But we're talking about brand new stories. We're talking about everything that is coming out fresh, uh, fresh from the the press. And uh, it's just really too high, you know, too high for most people, you know, to really buy this comics is really expensive. So the prices are going up. You know, the companies are increasing the price in order to keep up with sales in order to keep up with production you know if you're unable to sell more copies then you need to increase the price you know so it, it more and more it becomes a very niche environment where technically only those that can afford it can stay in there buying those comics so it, this is something that has been happening over time year after year after year and it's just not getting better you know it's getting more expensive more expensive so of course that pushes people away to other mediums you know but that's not necessarily the only problem that we have in comics now, uh, we're looking at the numbers. I was surprised because for the longest we've been seeing, um, you know, we, we saw for many years, you know, you know, and I've mentioned this before when uh, Marvel Comics came out into the picture after, of course, Atlas Comics, you know, became Marvel Comics. Um, you know, timely, you know, comics came that also national became DC, all of that. For the longest, DC was the strongest, strongest company in the market. They're very traditionalists. You know, they're, they, they have the traditional way. Then, of course, Marvel came on board. You know, you have people like Stan Lee, which was a big motor for, for that, you know, for Marvel to be what Marvel is. It was the house of ideas. He, they developed the Marvel way. You know, Stan Lee with his creators, artists, he simply just, you know, you know, you know, 
create a draft and gave it to the artist and the artist just came up with everything else. So that was the, 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 the ideas that were created. So that's the reason what the name House of Ideas came about because they were with creating ideas and they were just running with those ideas and they were developing this fresh take of comic book stories. While, you know, the National, uh, DC was more classic, you know, it was just somebody writing the story and passing it along to a, in this case, an artist who will just simply draw based on that, you know, whatever draft they have now here or in this case this you know script you know and while marvel was using pretty much a draft and you know the in this case stanley who did it for many comics for many years i was giving it to in this case to the the artist and the artist was just running along with that idea and uh it, you know really catch up it really it really caught on fire. Uh, it was such some, something so special and different that for the longest time, you know, Marvel was kicking DC's butt. It became very popular in the 70s and 80s. You know, many people uh, were coming to Marvel just because they have such a fresh take into these characters. And they were touching all kind of subjects, you know, social uh, subjects, you know, they were talking about. Uh, you know, a lot of civil rights things, you know, they were talk talking about everything that people wanted to see during that time about drug addiction, drug abuse, home abuse. There were so many different subjects. And DC actually was the kickstarter of that, that type of comics back in the, you know, with back in that time, you know, and but it was Marvel that was expanding towards it. And of course, Marvel was winning in sales. Marvel was at the top. Uh, then in the 80s, of course, DC brought many new writers and start going a little more dark darker in tone. So you have the Dark Knight Returns, you have, uh, you know, other stories like, you know, Watchmen that came later. So all the stories, they, uh, you know, V for Vendetta, all of these things were changing the landscape for DC where people were paying attention now to DC and the darker tone stories and more matured themes. Uh, and of course, the rest is history. We, we've seen that constant battle between Marvel and DC over the years uh, to the point that, uh, you know, then the movies came about back in the 90s. You start seeing more movies uh, for, you know, and DC was winning that battle uh, for the longest until, you know, until 10 years ago or, you know, the recent, most, re most recently, Marvel started pushing, you know, the Marvel, not only through the MCU, prior to the MCU, you have the stuff with, uh, you know, some of the Spider-Man movies, you saw the X-Men movies, all of that start bringing more people in into the comics again. So there's always been a constant battle and that number is reflected well there. You can see uh, in November's numbers how actually Marvel is on top, but DC is there. So you have the biggest companies, Marvel and DC fighting for who sells the most and Marvel is winning just slightly above you know you're looking at he's controlling 40% of the market which is a lot uh, in comparison to what this is doing right now well this is around the 28% of the market and everything else is left out to uh, I think that the one that came on third place was uh uh, image comics that you have idw and i was very surprised that boom studios was there also and i think uh dark horse was actually trailing tracing behind them and then you have dynamite and so on and so on and so on so number wise marvel is doing great uh you know uh, marvel was not doing so great a couple of years ago 
Uh, DC was kicking Marvel's butt big time in sales. You know, DC was creating a lot of different stories, a lot of this and that. Uh, and, and then, of course, the new 52 came about with a boom in the fir- at first. People were happy at first. But then, of course, the new 52 didn't pan out as well. Uh, so ultimately, the, in that, you know, the Converge was not really as great either. But the new 52, at first, it had some ideas. Some of the stories of the new 52 were great. Some of the things there were great. I would say like uh, Greg Capullo's uh, Batman, I uh, like, you know, you have Sorello's uh, Wonder Woman was great. But the vast majority of the stories were poor, you know, and of course, that would create a drop for DC. People start kind of running away from it and they start going into Marvel and Marvel will start, you know, capitalizing a little bit on it. And then, of course, then now we have Rebirth. When Rebirth has brought back more people back to DC with some of their stories, but not necessarily, I would say it is the greatest thing that ever happened. And of course, you have Marvel also with their reboots and stuff like that. So ultimately, all of this is a numbers game. You know, ultimately, all of this is who sells the most. And number wise, everything seemed to be going accordingly. Of course, looking at the numbers was very surprising because, of course, there is always November. Historically, there's always a drop in number sales because, of course, of the season. You know, once you get into Black Friday, you get into, you know, Thanksgiving, people are putting their money in some different things uh you know a lot of gaming stuff a lot of electronics a lot of stuff for you know for the holidays so the drops the, the sales drop you know uh, but the com- you know so compared to october you know the numbers were a lot lot less but the numbers were a lot better this in comparison the drop was not as 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 wide as it was from last year so the numbers and the sales for this year are better than november of last year which really tells a lot it seems that people are buying comic book stories however we have to look at numbers and the sales um is more based on a dollar amount so that means that it's because the dollar you know issues have gone up in price of course, you know, and, and in click count, Diamond Selects report is has nothing to do with people that buy straight from the comic book shops. It's of who there's the, the amount of issues that they sell and dollar amount they sell do directly to the comic book shops. And technically the ones that are buying the comic book stories are the shop. That doesn't mean that necessarily they're selling thing, uh, selling those copies at the stands, you know, and that's another factor that we have to come into place. Most of the numbers that you see and uh, the reports are just numbers of the sales to the comic book shops who are buying uh, this comic book story. So, you know, magazines and there's issues so they can resell or sell to the public. So the numbers can be iffy and you have to be very careful on this part because, you know, you can go to any comic book shop today and you're going to see Tons and tons of comic book stories standing there. They're not selling. And that's the reason why you see more comic book shops going out the door, going out of business, because they're not really selling, you know, the products. So these numbers can be a bit iffy and you have to kind of look, take them with a grain of, you know, a grain of salt because, um, they're not really reflective of the industry. Now, going back to, you know, after all this long, you know, we're talking about numbers and everything, going back to that concept, going back to the question. Is the house of ideas, is Marvel still the house of ideas? Or there are more ideas out there or uh, to be created by Marvel? Or is Marvel just simply not doing that anymore? Um, and the question is, I don't know. The question is, I don't, I don't, at this moment, I don't think so. The way that things stand, I think Marvel still has the potential to be great. You know, Marvel is doing great sales. Uh, at least for what numbers are right now. It's at the top. 
But the stories are constant, a constant reminder of where Marvel is as a state uh, in their state of mind and the creators. Marvel lost a lot of traction because, you know, they tried to introduce a lot of different factors. They tried to, they, for a time, they were doing a lot of, uh, you know, trying to bring more characters, you know, more, uh, you know, to try to support some liberal causes, I would say. Although this is not about conservative versus liberal views, uh, you know, they were doing more, uh, bringing more women, you know, taking the mantle of heroes like Thor, you know, now it's a woman being Thor, you know, Captain America, you know, Captain Marvel became, you know, of course, you know, a woman, all those things, you know, you know, which, you know, I'm not going to get into the details of what is right or what is wrong or who was first or who was last. You know, this is not the point here. The point is that, that, you know, for the longest, you know, creating characters, you know, trying to appeal to, 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 you know, to some people, so some groups and all of that. So it became like, a, you know, the, the pretty much have become the social warriors uh, society. That's what Marvel has become to a point where everything is about social justice, which I'm all for social justice. I'm always been. But I believe that when you just do it too, you know, in your face, when you do it too strongly to a point where it becomes the message and not the carrier of the message, then you have a problem. And you have to be very careful with that. And Marvel has, even though it has always had this competition and healthy and sometimes unhealthy competition with DC, uh, I feel that they have the potential, but they are missing the key elements to get to that place that they need to be in order to be the house of ideas again. You know, they have to be able to create characters. I mentioned this yesterday. They have to be able to bring stories and develop stories that people are willing to go all the way in. Reboots are not making it, you know, reboots are not really allowing us to really see the potential of these characters. Once you get, a t you know, the interest of characters, they reboot the whole thing. And because they do that because they want to do more sales, which I understand, sales are important. But if you're not selling, then look at the problem. Why is it that you're not selling? Not because someone else came up with a better story than you or someone else came up with a new Batman story and now Marvel trying to compete, creates another reboot of something else. It's because maybe your story is not sticking. It's not being, it's not, uh, uh, you know, it's not the type of story that people want to see or want to, you know, to want to buy. You know, you want to pay for something that really has value. You want to pay for something that really entices you, evolve, you know, involves you around, you know, keeps you around, that really embrace you uh, to a point where you feel, you know, compelled, you know, interested, you know, you you are invested into it. You want to go back and redo it, read, read it again, and you want to buy the next issue because you're you you want to see the outcome, you want to see the development of the story, but we don't see that. You know, we don't see that, and you know, Marvel is keep doing the same, rebooting stuff, trying to reinvent the wheel. You know, with the same characters over and over and over and over again. You know. You know, trying to figure it out what to do. It gets to a point that you take so much out of a character that it becomes uh, dull, you know, because you know everything. What will be the next question? And a friend uh, very jokingly said this in, in some of the posts. It says, you know, next, what's going to be the next thing, the next question? What is the real medal uh, of the, you know, Captain America's shield? You know, things that nobody really care. You know, it gets to a point that, you know, you're trying to interest me in things that are superfluous, things that are uh, meaningless, that have, have no, I would say, no weight when it comes about this, the character itself. So I feel that this is the part. Sometimes, you know, you have to give it a rest and just let it just sit there for a while. 
If we need to sit it, let, let, you know, leave it there, sit it there for a while, then, you know, you'll see people will come back to it at some point. Uh, there will be more attention. Concentrate on the characters that really we, we care about. When you look at those numbers, you know, who sells the most? And you see at the top, who is at the top? You see uh, the Uncanny X uh, the number one that's at the top, was the biggest seller. But you also see a lot of Batman stories at the top. You see Green Lantern at the top. So you see the classic characters always at the top, which, you know, we love those characters. But the reason why we buy those characters is because technically they're the only stories, you know, we're reading. You know, everything else is just pure junk. You know, and uh, Venom was there. And, you know, of course, people go into the comics, like I said before, because, you know, there is an appeal to it. And, you know, the companies now, companies are trying to please that market, the cinematic market. So if, if there's a new Venom movie, of course, you're going to have new Venom stories in the in the shell. And uh, and that's how they do it. You know, it keeps doing the same thing. You know, if there's a new Guardians of the Galaxy movie, you're going to see a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Ant-Man, a lot of Ant-Man stuff. It's always been the case. You see these new movies, and of course, they have to push the sales because that's the only way they can sell through the movies. And uh, that's a sad when we get into that place. I feel that the Marvel has the potential to be the house of ideas again. But I don't think House of Ideas is house, the house of ideas anymore. I don't think they have the ideas. They have the concepts. They have the characters. They have the franchises. But they don't have the ideas. They don't know exactly what to do. I feel that the way to solve the problem is to bring new writers into the mix. It's to bring new and fresh new blood into the mix. The problem, though, is that you can bring all these new uh, artists and writers. But the problem is, is the direction Marvel is heading. The oversight that they have. You know, not only the control they have through DC, uh, not DC, I'm sorry, Disney, which is dictating how they want the direction they're going now. Uh, so if it doesn't please the movie fans, if it doesn't please the direction of what they want to do with their movie franchises, then there's a no-go. So now comic book stories are dependent on it. And editors are just simply bots that are there just to follow instructions. And they do what they're told to do. And uh, that's about it. You know, they're not coming up with their strength. And the problem is that this power has been given uh, surrender year after year after year to the point that they have no say. You know, they can control what they do. And you can say, well, we're two different entities. You know, we're not controlled by each other. But that's just a lie. You know, you know, there is control there. You know, they tell that. But ultimately, the the big owner, uh, the big investor, the one that owns the rights is going to tell them what to do. And they need to abide by it. If not, they just Simply let go and they bring somebody else to do the job that they were asked to do. So it is just the way it is. It's business as usual. And I feel that uh, that's the problem right now with Marvel Comics and DC Comics. But in this, I think that Marvel can do it. I think that they can do it. But there's a lot of things that need to be changed. And not only in the way they, the, the industry goes, but also in the way they do things. You know, nowadays we see an influx of variant covers. We see more variant covers than ever before. And they're pushing those variant covers because they have nothing else to do. You know, they want to sell the comics. You know, I love, you know, J. Scott Campbell's uh, art. I love his art. I love his covers. But if you're selling me covers... You know, but nothing in there between those pages, nothing that really matters. Then I'm not gonna spend four ninety nine, three ninety nine, or seven ninety nine in a comic that 
really matters not. You know, so that's the point. You know, give me stories that really matter. Then I'm not going to buy only the single issue and then just be bored with it and just not buy the second one. But give me a story that is compelling. So I'm, you know, excited for uh, issue two and issue three and four and five. And then we can continue on and not stop at issue six, you know, and, you know, pretty much close this reboot and wait till next year for the next reboot of the same story. You know, we need to be better than that, I think, in my opinion. Of course, you know, uh, you know, I'm an old dog, so I know a lot of people might disagree with me, and a lot of people might dislike this and probably don't follow me. Uh, you know, I'm not here to offend anybody. I'm seeing it from this perspective, the perspective of someone that has read comics. I've been through some of the best time in comics and also some of the worst times in comics, and I'm still a fan, and I'm still buying you know, issues, even though I don't lo- do it, you know, like physical issues anymore, I'm going digital. Uh, it's just because the way the way the world has changed and it's just coming to a place where, you know, I don't see the point of going to a comic book shop and I feel bad for the comic book stores, you know, and, and then there are people there and the people that work there and the, 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 you know, the livelihood depends on it. But it's just the way, you know, the market has changed and the way they keep doing the same things over and over and over and over again. I know we there is need some change. We need to change some of the things uh, so this can so Marvel can become the house of ideas is again and also dc can be as healthy again you know i don't know it, it's a lot to to take in this and i know there's a lot of factors that are into play but um you know you know we can only hope so what do you think about this do you think the the marble is still the house of ideas even though the sales are higher than anybody else do you think they they still have the potential do you think they are the best company right now putting stuff out there or do you think someone else is doing it whether it's an indie company uh, do you think the stories that they're putting out are the best so far or do you think uh that you know there's someone out there that actually is doing a much better job just share your ideas uh i would like to hear them uh, i'd like to have conversations with you uh every time we i post this video so once again thank you uh god bless you don't forget to like comment and subscribe uh, hit the notification button if you're watching this through youtube uh share the podcast you can take your podcast the podcast everywhere share it with your friends and uh please consider just supporting this channel through uh patreon so once again god bless talk to you again Bye-bye.